0: Stop into one of their thousands of retail locations and talk with a battery specialist about batteries for your truck, trail cameras, and even those weird
1: batteries for your rangefinder. Interstate Batteries even offers cell phone repair in certain locations. For more information, visit interstatebatteries.com.
0: Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again.
1: What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Wisconsin Sportsman Podcast, which is brought to you by Tacticam. This is your home for all things outdoors in the Badger State, and I'm your host, Josh Raley. Thank you so much for tuning in with me. This week, we've got a great guest. I had a chance to catch up with Paul Campbell. Now, if you don't know who Paul is, Paul is one of the hosts of the O2 Podcast here on the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network. He's also the host of the How to Hunt Turkey Podcast, kind of the uh, the other side of the coin. If you will, for the, uh, to the how to hunt deer podcast that I also host. Paul's a great dude, very serious turkey hunter, and he got a chance to get his season off to a wonderful start down in South Florida. And I thought it'd be a good time to get him on the show, to talk a little bit about extending your season. You know, one of the things that when you hunt Wisconsin can be tough, um, number one, the season starts so much later than a lot of the rest of the country. I mean, you look at Florida, I think came in March 4th this year. So if you're a turkey hunter and you really love it you're kind of sitting on go for a long long time before you can really get started hunting well paul he got he got a, a pretty good early start and so i wanted to ask him you know what what would be your encouragement to guys what would you tell guys to do what would you what do you think they should how do you think they should approach it if they wanted to start their season a bit earlier this year and get a jump on things so that's what we're going to talk about today we're also going to talk about his uh excellent turkey hunt down in Florida. We're going to talk about uh, him hunting with the guys from Woodhaven, which is an awesome story that had some great hunts. So yeah, just a a good conversation all around. As far as a a little bit of a personal update for me, uh, man, I'm looking forward to getting out with a gun in my hands for turkey season. Uh, If you don't know already, you probably do. If you've been listening to this, I moved down to Georgia in uh, July of this past year and it's kind of weird yeah to still hunt the wisconsin sportsman podcast but i'm keeping the content focused on wisconsin i love the state and i still hunt and fish in wisconsin uh, about as much as i do down here in georgia so but i was able to get out this past weekend with my kids for georgia's youth season and man let me tell you it was it was a good one we did not get uh, a turkey on the ground but I got both of my kids on birds, so they got to have the, you know, the gobbling and the moving around and chasing birds around, which was which was fantastic. My son, my six-year-old son, dude, absolutely surprised me. We got out there early. We sat through a thunderstorm in the car, just bad weather. Cleared up, no birds gobbling, doing anything until about 8:30 in the morning. We finally hear the first gobble. We make a move on the bird make another move on the bird, make another move on the bird. Finally, a four-wheeler drives through, spooks the bird off, the bird never gobbles again. But my son wants to keep going. Next thing you know, it's five something in the afternoon and my son and I are still going, still going after it. And I mean, the dude is just a trooper. We are six miles in to our hike. We walked for six miles trying to strike another bird. We didn't have any luck striking another bird. It was a it was a weird day. It was hot, it was muggy. Um, and I, I'm sure a bird was gobbling somewhere, but we didn't find it. So uh, we did though see on cell camera pictures and that kind of thing that the birds were really, really hinned up still. Um, every time that I saw on uh, cell cameras and that kind of stuff had a bunch of hens with it. So, you know, it's a tough time of year to try to call one in. They'll start breaking up here in the next couple of days or weeks and uh, the turkey hunting should improve pretty dramatically. Had my daughter out the next day though, we didn't cover nearly as much ground as, uh, as my son and I did, but we found a bird that was ready to play that morning. And uh, we made a couple of moves on him, ended up making kind of a full circle almost around the turkey. And uh, the turkey got to this spot where he wanted to just stand and gobble and strut. He didn't want to move. He didn't want to uh, come to to our calls. He was more than happy to to respond to our calls, but he did not want to move. And so we ended up pushing the envelope a little bit. Got, I think, under 100 yards from the turkey. Tried to make another move to get a little bit closer because we had the terrain to our advantage. But what we probably didn't have, you know, carrying an eight-year-old or taking an eight-year-old through the woods was the sound advantage. And so he probably heard us, but. He quit goblin. He boogered out of there. I'm sure, but hey, we've got a we've got a good pen now on where we want to hunt that turkey in a couple of weeks, hoping that he doesn't get killed here in the next uh, when uh, general season opens up. But uh, you know, I'm going to be getting out here <clears throat> uh, April 14th. I get to head to Iowa. I've never hunted Iowa. I've never even been to Iowa. I've dreamed of hunting Iowa, and uh, you know, I've also got three preference points already. Come May. I will have my fourth preference point in Iowa for deer, so this is a great spring for me to make it to Iowa to try to, you know, see what I can see when it comes to maybe doing a little bit of postseason scouting. But uh, my main reason for being there is turkeys. Postseason scouting for deer might happen if I get a turkey on the ground, or hey, if I just get distracted by deer sign. But that is not my first mission or my first priority there. So I'll be hunting Iowa uh, April 14th through I think the. 18th, and then my tag there in Wisconsin is good for April 19th through the 24th, 25th, maybe, something like that. But I'll be there hunting and uh, catching up with my buddy Pierce. Hopefully he and I are going to not only get some turkey hunting in together, but also some fishing in together. Then I have big plans to hopefully swing through Ohio on the way back from turkey hunting in Wisconsin Uh, catch up with Paul Campbell you'll hear us talk about that a little bit in this week's episode so big turkey season coming for me super excited thankful to my wife that she uh, puts up with me and allows me to do the kinds of things that I do that are crazy so also very thankful for your support Uh, you guys who listen to this show week in week out I couldn't do what I do without you if it wasn't for all you guys that join every single week and listen to me interview guests and ramble on uh, myself, man, I, I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much for listening. It really, really means a lot to me. I am, I sit back and, and and I'm just kind of in awe every now and then. I can't believe that I get to do something that I'm really passionate about for a living. So very thankful to all of you guys. Also very thankful to our partners. Uh, I do need to say a quick mention of them. Pay the bills, right? First up, Tacticam, they're the title sponsor of this show. Had a great conversation with them last week. They will continue to be the title sponsor of this show for 2023 and into 2024. So very grateful for their partnership as well. Guys, if you're getting out turkey hunting or fishing this year, uh, this spring, let me encourage you, head to their website, tacticam.com. Check out their 6.0 camera. It is a fantastic option for getting, uh, getting your hunts, getting your fishing trips, getting whatever you want to on film. It gives you 4K footage, 60 frames per second. It's waterproof. You push one button and the thing starts recording. It works with a remote control comes with all kinds of uh mount and adapter options on their website doesn't come with them but they're on their websites so you can go there and pick those up as well they've had some pretty great deals going on i think one may have just ended yesterday whoops now that you're listening to this but hey maybe they'll have another sale here soon i i do encourage you though go ahead and pick that up if you're thinking about beginning self-filming uh even if you're just thinking about it for deer season go ahead and grab that 6.0 now because you want to start shooting your bow with it here over the summer so that you are used to having a little bit of extra weight on your bow they're pretty light you really don't notice it that much uh but i i did find you know there there was a, a little bit of an adjustment to to uh not an adjustment let's say there was a little bit of a learning curve when it came to learning to shoot with something extra on the front of my bow that's not usually there especially after the shot you know if you're filming your shot you draw back and you shoot you typically want to drop that arm well if you have a camera on the front of your bow you don't want to drop that arm you want to follow that animal with uh, your bow arm so um yeah so all that to say there is a learning curve to being able to use that especially on your bow so head over to their website tacticam.com go ahead and pick one of those up next up huntworth guys i was out this weekend in the huntworth gear in the tarnum pattern in the piney woods of georgia it's starting to green up around here things are looking good and I'm looking at the color of these pine trees, and I'm like, man, I, I don't know. I, I can't tell if this is gonna blend in real good or not if I'm posted up against this tree. And then I, you know, we kind of did a few experiments there with my kids, and the the pattern works fantastic. It just, it. I honestly, I, I there for a second, I was like, mm, I don't know how this is gonna do. But man, when you when you step just a little bit away, you very quickly realize that pattern works super well, even in the piney woods down here in the deep south. So. If you're looking for some new camo clothing, especially some lightweight stuff, they've got a lot of good lightweight stuff like the Durham pants that I was wearing this weekend. They got a little bit of stretch to them, which is nice when you're covering a lot of ground and you're jumping over logs and you're squatting down, standing up, doing all that stuff that you do for turkey hunting, they're great. Great pants. They also have reinforced seats and reinforced knees, which is really nice when you're crawling around on the ground for turkeys. So head over to their website, huntworthgear.com, and check them out today. And last but not least, this episode is brought to you by the Onyx Hunt app. Guys, I cannot tell you how reliant I am on the Onyx Hunt app for my turkey hunting. I I like to run and gun. And now, you know, when I get to Wisconsin, I'll probably hunt a couple of fields, and, and that's a lot of fun. I do enjoy having a little bit of a relaxing morning on a field edge, Um, you know, maybe with a couple of decoys out. But we were running a gun in this weekend, and that Onyx came in handy. Number one, we were tracking everything that we did so we could tell, okay, where was I exactly when we did this little loop or when we turned up here or, um, you know, was able to look back and see, okay, exactly what course we covered. Not only that, though, I was able to really triangulate where the turkey was roosted early in the morning. So we were able to walk down and say, okay, he, Sounds like he's 100 yards that way. Then we walk further up the road. Okay, it sounds like he's 50 yards straight in front of us. Walk a little bit further. Okay, now he's 120 yards back this way. Really got a good pin on where that bird was roosted. And we ended up being absolutely correct about where that bird was. And that would not have, I don't think, would not have been possible with uh, without the OnX Hunt app, without using that feature. Uh, we ended up getting within 100 35, 136 yards of where the bird was roosted. And I I think we uh, have a good gameplay for when we go in there next time because as we made the loop that we made, we went in, we found where where the bird was roosted. We found where the bird was kind of just gobbling and strutting for basically three hours that morning. And we marked that on OnX, and you better believe we will be back in there. So if you have not started using OnX yet, guys, I don't even know. I don't know what to tell you, but you should go give them a try. Head over to the app store of your choice, and you can find them just by searching the OnX Hunt app. Now, with the commercials out of the way, let's jump right into this episode talking about extending your turkey season and becoming a better turkey hunter with Paul Campbell. Well, Paul, before we get too deep in, man, you are my, my counterpart, let's say, from Ohio. You host the O2 Podcast along with your co-host, Andrew Muntz, You guys do an yeah. excellent job. We met for the first time in person at ATA this year, which we was did, a yeah, ton was of fun. You're much taller than I knew you were. Um, <laughs> yeah. And Andrew was much shorter than I knew he was. So it worked out really well. Yeah, uh, I'm
0: like a foot taller than, than Andrew. Yeah, well,
1: I'm, I'm like his height. So I felt really yeah. comfortable around him. Uh, um, yeah. but anyway, then it turned out you and Dan Johnson are both giants, which is funny. Just giants. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> <Just> gigantic. <laughs> Dan's humans. a big dude. Yeah. Dan he was is. Yeah, it was
0: cool meeting him in person.
1: Yeah. He, he's a, uh, he's a big dude, but anyway, man, why don't you tell me a little bit about your, yourself, your podcast and what you do yeah. for a living? Because I find that really, really interesting.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks, man. So I, spare time I I'm, I'm the co-host of the o2 podcast for the winter months we cover all things Ohio we like to say that we're Ohio focused but nationally relevant very similar setup to this guest we ask all the questions they answer them they're the entertaining ones for the for the episode and we'll do an intro and and, and talk about news within the state and and so it's been really, really well received within the state we've got uh, just some really fantastic listeners and and, and really grateful for that for that support um earlier in this year 2023 uh, started the how to hunt turkeys podcast, uh, also on sportsman's empire, which is, is something that I'm very passionate about turkey hunting. I'm fortunate enough to work for the national water federation. So I get to talk about wild turkey hunting, uh, and turkey hunters, uh, and turkeys every day of my life. And so it's very easy for me to talk about this. It's something that I'm, that I'm really passionate about, uh, and, and, and just grateful that I, that I get to, to talk to people and, and hunters, uh, about this pursuit in this animal that I, that I care so much about. So, uh, I've been, I've been, i have been Turkey. I didn't grow up in a hunting family. So I started hunting in 2008 my first animal that I hunted just happened to be a wild Turkey. And, uh, you have people, people hunt turkeys for all, you know, various reasons. Uh, you know, they love like they gobble at you, you know, it's interactive, you get to move. It's not cold. You know, for, for me, like the reason that turkey hunting is so important to me at the time that hunting just as a whole came into my life, I was, you know, 2008, for those who remember the economy was really bad. You know, we were in the middle of this huge recession. I was working on golf courses at the time I was going in and out of jobs just because the economy was so bad. I couldn't keep a job. My dad had just died at 54 years old mm. i was a mess i was a mess man wow. i was an absolute mess i was i was i was drinking um i i was really in free fall in my life and my best friend he grew up in a hunting family hunted deer, he fish he hadn't turkey hunted he said hey man do you do you want a turkey hunt what the hell's a turkey like people do that and like that's that's a thing like people walk through the woods and shoot turkeys like you gotta be kidding me that's <laughs> not real right it's going on no, it's a real thing so so josh I, I go out i i buy like the cheapest walmart camo that you could get i borrow a shotgun it was a winchester 1300 by primo's power crystal was the first turkey I, ever owned. I go out and try to kill my first turkey not only did i not kill a turkey that first year, I didn't even see a turkey. That first year, what uh, did you hear one? Yeah, didn't didn't I did okay. I did, and that's right. and that's and so so the first turkey gobble that I heard, man, something in my life changed, something in my mind changed, my heart, whatever you want to say, I was hooked from that moment, and I I just remember thinking like, I've got to see that animal, I've got to I've got to shoot it, I've got to put my hands on it, I got to hunt this animal for the rest of my life, and it really started it at that time. It gave my life kind of purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I didn't, I, I, had a son, I was a single down, I didn't have the, you know, the, the wife and children that I have now, but you know, at the time it gave me, it gave me purpose uh, and, and something to look forward to. And it really, it really pulled me out of a dark, dark hole, man, that, and you know, I did, I don't know if I would have gotten out of without the wild Turkey. So I, I owe the, I owe that animal uh, a lot. And um, that's why, that's why it's so, it's so important to me. And I, and I, I, I work, as hard as I can to promote the conservation of, of the wild Turkey.
1: Man, that's amazing. I love, I love, you know, hearing a story like that. I I think it's, I think it's stories like that, that, that bring me back to the saying that I hear Dave Owens and others say pretty often, you know, that Turkey hunters are different. And I think a lot of it is because of the, like you said, the, the hold and the sense of purpose that wild turkeys bring for a lot of folks. Like it's not, it's not the same kind of, of obsession as any other old kind of hunting. It seems like it's, 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 yeah. it's man. So just to hear the it's way, very, the, I was going to say the way the wild Turkey story is like woven in with your life is just like, man, that's yeah. deep.
0: Yeah, it is, man. It's very, it's very personal for me. It's very personal for, for a lot of people. And, and I think that you know, like, you look at the, 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 the Hayes family of, of Mossy Oak. You know, their 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 father, Fox Grant Toxie's father, shot his first turkey in 1944, and you know their their lives have revolved around turkey hunting on some level for generations. Yeah, you know, and so it's very important in their business, their you know their families, you know. So so it's and, and that's just like that's a huge example, you know. That's a, a really successful example, you know. But there's there's just so many there's so many hardcore turkey hunters that that. That it's woven into the fabric of who who we are as people, and it's not just something that we do for four months or four weeks out of the year. You know, it's this way. It's it's, it's a way that we define ourselves, uh, which is weird for a lot of people. Uh, and and then you know, turkey hunters, we get it. You know, I'm like, eh, I get it. I understand. Like, you don't have to, <laughs> don't have to explain it to me, man. Like, yeah. just give them a hug. We're on the same page. Have a good day and move on. You know. Yeah. So
1: yeah, for sure. <sighs> well, man, you have uh, you have recently. Uh, had a heck of a spring so far. Like, I don't know anybody that has had the the level of spring that you have had. I feel like, I mean, and
0: it I, was wild.
1: I don't even know what category to put it in because, I mean, I, I feel like I've had a great spring, and that's because, yeah, uh, Georgia Youth Weekend just came in. Uh, this is where I live. I do about 50 50 hunting here in Georgia and hunting in Wisconsin. I know it sounds crazy to people who are listening, they might be like, you drive. 14 hours to hunt. It's like, yeah, a lot. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. no, I, I, I don't judge, man. I get it. So, uh. but, but, so I do about 50 50. I probably won't hunt turkeys for myself personally in Georgia until maybe the last two weeks of the season, last week of the season, something like that. But I got to get my kids out, and both mornings we were on gobbling turkeys, and both mornings we had a real chance and had turkeys responding to our calls and that kind of thing. Oh yeah. Just, I mean, could not have been better. Got the kids hooked and dialed into Turkey hunting. I feel like, so I feel like I've had a heck of a spring. And then I look up and Paul Campbell has a bird on the ground in Florida, a new subspecies. He's hunting. He's hunting with, uh, just a, 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 a bastion if you will of the turkey hunting <laughs> yeah. community like tell me about what you've been up to so far because it is march i don't know what is it 27th and <sighs> i feel like you could just be done for the year
0: but oh, you're just man. i going. hope i'm i hope i'm not uh it's it's definitely the the earliest that my turkey seasons have ever started so uh, i i went down i have i have a really good friend uh who lives in southwest florida He's got uh him and three other guys own a little over a thousand acres. And so they invited me to come down uh to turkey hunt their place with them. And so I mean, you tell me that, like I'd freaking drive to Argentina, you know. If you're like, hey, I got a <laughs> thousand acres, no one turkey hunts it. I'm on my way, man. Yeah. Um, so the, I went down a little early. I wanted to I wanted to hunt Big Cypress, which is like one of the only non-quota public hunts that you can get. Um in the South zone. And so I I went down a few days early before I was going to go to this private property and I just wanted to experience the Everglades. It was cool. I'm glad I went, I met some cool people. I saw some wild stuff. I kicked up a Florida Panther with my tube call. That's how loud it was. Like it's, I scared it and it like yelled at me and took off running. It was just like a sleep under a tree. I didn't know it was there. That was really neat. I saw some gators. Uh, As far as like Turkey action, meh, I mean, that place is nuts, man. I mean, if you if you're going to Big Cypress to Turkey Hunt Public Land, you kill a turkey down there, you are one of the best in this country. And I just because of the terrain, uh, you know, everything wants to kill you. So, um, so I went up. I I I, I killed my first wild pig uh, on Friday evening, nice. and then I killed my first Osceola on Saturday afternoon. And so it was just, man, it was insane. We went out and it was one of those, like, I I didn't really know the property. And they're like, well, you know, there was a guy that killed a turkey here last week or two weeks ago. So we just, I didn't know, I didn't know what I'm doing. And so we set up right along this, this cypress swamp and they're gobbling inside of the cypress swamp. They never come out. I want to be there. That's where I want to be. I want to, like I said earlier, that's where the turkeys are. I want to be where the turkeys are. And so I asked my friend, I was like, is there anything in there that would, that would like hold these turkeys? And he's like, oh, there's like this, like one acre, like open grassy field in the middle of the cypress swamp. I'm like, oh. take me there right now. Let's right. go.
1: Right this moment.
0: Yeah. Like we'll finish our lunch, you know, and, 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 and let's go. So we, man, we, we take off to that, to that little opening, in that cypress spot. And we're there for like two and a half hours, dude. It is 90 degrees. I'm calling every once in a while. Thermocell was working. I'd sprayed down with bug spray. The mosquitoes were insane. I mean, I'm like, we're, we're maybe at this point like a hundred yards off of this like swamp, right? This cypress swamp. And I pull my mask down, I turn around, and look at my friend, and he's 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 50 years old. He's I've known him for years, man. Great guy. And I look at him and he is, he this is his first turkey hunt, right? I'm like, dude, this is miserable. I'm thinking in my head like he's having a shitty, sorry, he's having a terrible time. And I turn around and look and he is just dumping sweat and he pulls his mask down. He's like, dude, this turkey hunt stuff sucks. I'm like, no, it doesn't. Like, this is just, this is how it is. It's going to be okay. And we're talking full volume, man. Both of our masks are down. My legs are flat on the ground. My shotgun's laying down. Wow, Like 30 feet behind me. What? Turkey gobbles gobbles dude as loud as i've ever heard i'm like oh my god so we just both slowly like pull our face masks up i grab my shotgun trying to pick it up Ah, it fires off again i'm like oh here we go man he's right over my left shoulder and he like osceola is like um you you see it you know like on hunting public and and day bones like you hear him like knocking and drumming and, and and spitting and doing all of these different vocalizations that you only hear if you're like right on top of them. And I've heard it some, but this was like, this was the loudest drumming I've ever heard. Really? Oh, the loudest. Like you could feel it. I'm like, Oh, I'm freaking <laughs> out, man. I had to close my eyes because <laughs> he's coming you now. I could hear him walking.
1: So do you think and he was he... coming to your calling and stuff?
0: A hundred percent. Okay. Yep. And he got, he got close enough. I had a handy quay out in this little field and, um, he, he just, he, I think he got there and he was just like, I'm here, man. Let's let's dance. And uh, he gobbled a third time and I had just turned just enough, man, so that I could like see where he was coming in my peripheral vision. I didn't want to turn my head. Like I just, I had like cocked my head the tiniest little bit and I see him coming into the field. I'm like, Oh, here we go. And I had, I'd built like this little palmetto blind to sit behind And there was like the tiniest little like opening that I was exposed because I had just kind of put most of the, most of the blind material kind of in in front of me. And he picked me out, dude. He stops and he turns around and starts to run. And I, he's 15 feet from me.
1: I turn and shoot super close.
0: I, the closest I've ever been to a live wild turkey. And I shoot, and it goes right over his head. And I'm like, oh, crap. And so he's about – so I, 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 like, shift my body, lean over, get down, focus, calm myself down. I got plenty of time. I shoot him about 25 yards and just rolled him. man, it was just like ah! – you know like screaming my buddy's like you know, he, he comes up to me and he, he's like oh i had no idea that's what they sounded like i'm like i was, I was trying to tell you man like this this is awesome like it's the best hunting you can do he's like, that was amazing we gotta find another one i'm like okay let's go see this one first you know and he's having a total meltdown i'm having a total meltdown man it was just special you know that's a really cool trophy you know within the turkey hunting circles uh you know south florida osceola so <clears throat> so that was my excuse me that was my personal turkey um i couple days later I go north I've got an, uh, an NWTF uh, donor hunt turkey hunt that I was doing we had some guests coming down and some some of our guests couldn't could make it uh, kind of last minute they called cancel and I you know I've got a guy coming down from Buffalo um, and then two other gentlemen couldn't make it so they're like Paul do you know anyone close well, I know Mike Pentecost from Woodhaven Let's see if he'd be interested in coming down. So I called Mike. This is Tuesday out. This is Tuesday morning, like ten in the morning. I called Mike. and said, "Hey man, I got this turkey on the start tomorrow. I got two turkeys. You want to kill them? Where is it? Florida, Central Florida. I'm On my way." That's literally all it took. <laughs> <laughs> he was easy to talk into and, it, huh? Oh, he was just like it it, it. it. He was just like I'm on my way. And he texts me, and he's like, "You know, can I bring a camera crew?" I'm like, "Yeah, you know, let me talk to the landowner." And you know, they didn't care. So, so, so Mike brought his son uh isaac a cameraman dylan real young guy one of the former thp interns just a really good guy great dude he's a wisconsin guy He might listen to your show yeah. well i had um, him on
1: uh two yeah, weeks ago good yeah so he's good dude really good dude, dude
0: awesome dude yeah, yeah man i i helped get him his first osceola man dude, look at that's that. awesome so, this full of four show jumping that's ahead awesome. uh and then and then Phil, philip vanderpool which is a longtime cameraman and, and friend of mike uh, Pentecost. So we went out. It was, and, and so it's funny, man, like we go out and do all the scouting myself and my, my co-workers act. We find turkeys, you know, in the morning on Tuesday morning, we build blinds in these areas. And so, so Wednesday morning, Mike and, and the guys, we go out, we go out to Turkey on and I'm sitting on this tree. I'm like, this is where we're setting up. Turkeys were roosted over here in this area And so we built this blind under this live oak. It's beautiful, man. We got enough room so that four people can sit in. And so the cameraman, Philip was like, hey, where should I sit? Because he wanted to get a different angle of like the decoys and everything. I was like, dude, I got the perfect tree. We found it. We actually thought about this. We found a good tree that is kind of like elevated that looks out. You're going to have like great angles because I would imagine the turkeys are going to come this way and, you know, this way. And so we get there. Mike Pentecost is tearing my setup apart. The moment we sit down, but in like a really nice, friendly way, not like aggressive, <laughs> but like in, in the way that um, you know, like the, the way that like a dad does, like you do something stupid as a kid. It's like, well, you know, you really shouldn't have done that. This is how I would have done that. And you, you just like, but like in a teaching way, it was great. I, I loved every minute of it. <clears throat> and he's like, you know, you should have set up there and this is why. And and he's looking at like the tree line. He's like, where'd you say the tur- turkeys were roosted? I'm like, they were roosted over here. And, and I had heard these turkeys from like 500 yards away, right? He's like, it's too thick. They're not roosted in there. And he's like, he leans over. and He's like, Paul, mine's a turkey. I'd roost in that tree right there. And he points at the ter- the tree that Philip's sitting on. And he's like, and also I'd probably roost in that one if I had to. And then he tells me why, you know, he's like, there's no, you know, it's in a cow pasture. It's easy to fly up. Yeah. You got these good branches. And this is like five fifteen in the morning, half hour goes by. And we're sitting there and he's still like picking it apart and just teaching me things and, and do this. Turkey fires off in the rim in that tree that Phillips leaning on.
1: What? So like directly and over him. I mean, the, a dude <laughs> directly over him. <laughs> so and you guys so, must've gotten quiet too.
0: Dude, we were real quiet. We got in early. And, and so, like, the entire time before that turkey gobbled, I'm thinking that I've wrecked this hunt. Like, Mike Pentecost is going to think that I'm an idiot. Like, I'm in full meltdown. Like, dude, there better be turkeys out here. Because nothing had – they had started gobbling the day before about 6.30. It is 6.52 when Mike leans over and he's like, you sure are turkeys out here? Yeah. And I'm mm. like, they're here, man. I know they are. 6.55, that turkey finally gobbles. And it was just like. Uh, And Mike leans, I was like, told you he's in that tree right there. And it's like one of those moments in my life that I will never forget. It was so funny. Just the way that he just like tapped me on the shoulders, like told (laughs) you. And it's so Phillips under this tree. He leans up, kicks the camera on, uh, you know, uh, Dylan's under the tree, leans up, kicks the camera on. And this Turkey is just gobbling his head off. We've got other turkeys that are gobbling their heads off. Um, and it flies down, dude. And it's so funny because you got guys that are like ultra experienced at like filming, right? Really good turkey hunters. I just shot this turkey like as soon as it hit the ground and puffed up, like boom, done. Yeah, you yeah. know? Like it's there. It's 15 yards. <laughs> and they let over. it work in. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Sorry. No, oh, no worries. My Siri was Siri was recording all of that, and uh, uh, <laughs> it was I could hear her talking. So um, they let this turkey work in, man, and, and this yeah, you know, this thing is just ripping the decoy, spinning the decoy around, jumping on it, gobbling, it, and just just putting on a show. And the entire time, I'm leaned up like I've got my head like rested on Mike Pentecost's back because I'm watching all of this go down on the screen of the camera that Dylan's running because I couldn't see the turkey. It was off to it was, you know, off to my left too far. And so I watched this whole thing go through like this little three inch camcorder like screen. <clears throat> and it was, man, it was, it was cool. But it was just, it was neat to see. And you know, like the way that Mike called to that turkey in the limb, it's this the second time that, that turkey called, that little cluck and purpot that they make he started calling on it. Tree yelping, soft clucks, purring. The entire time he did not stop. This is like this is like 10 minutes. And that turkey was beside himself when he hit the ground. Um, really? Just absolutely beside himself. And so later in the day, Mike showed me. He's like, Let me hear your calls. So, you know, so I take out my calls and you know, I'm scratching on them. And he he's just like, You're a good caller this is how you go to the next level. When he shows me these tricks and tips, I'm like, Oh my gosh, man, this is just amazing. And so, yeah, man, it was just, it was such a unique experience getting to hunt with, like you said, like a passion of the Turkey hunting, you know, industry and world. Uh, and, and just, just a really, a really cool guy. And, and, and the camaraderie that was formed, you know, with, with that crew, man, with, with one hunt. So Isaac shot a Turkey. As soon as he shoots, I'm like, dude, there's more turkeys coming. They are coming. I'm like, Mike, there's more turkeys. And, were, we could hear them. They are pretty far off. They were gobbling hard. He pulls out of that box call, and he's just bah, 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 cutting on it, purring on it, yelping, switching calls back and forth, and these turkeys are losing their mind. I mean, in that 200 yards, they gobbled probably 60 times. I mean, it was just – they were fired up. They came running over this hill, see these decoys, puff up, and they just go into attack mode, man. And it was just, it was cool. The Osceola double up with the Woodhaven boys, but it was unbelievable, man. And then the hens, so they should, they've they got two dead turkeys. So I'm ready to jump up. You know, I'm like, I'm, I'm I, at this point, I'm like losing my mind <laughs> <coughs> that this hunt has gone down like yeah. this because I've never seen anything like this. I'm ready to go. I just want to, I just want to like freak out. And Mike's like, oh, there's some hens over there. Let's get those on video. So he starts calling these hens and pulls these hens across the field. And they come right up to the hill, and they're just looking at us, and they're clucking and yelping and purring and doing all this stuff. And it was just a master class on, on turkey calling for Mike Pentecost. And then it was some of the finest hen calling that I've ever heard because it was 20 feet from me. And then more turkeys start gobbling and coming in. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to have a heart attack. Like someone's <laughs> got to stand up. This has to stop. I can't take any more of this. We've got goblin turkeys around us for four hours now. Like I can't take any more. Wow. <laughs> so that was it, man. That was my Woodhaven Mike Pentecost uh, hunt. My, my next hunt the next morning with my guy from, from New York. Two turkeys came out, had three hens. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to do what Mike did, man. I took out that clucking purr pot. I just started working that thing, man, the aggressive cutting or uh, the aggressive purring, clucking, and those turkeys were gobble, gobble, gobble. And I'm like, oh, man, they're going, like, they just, they were following the hens. I was watching this whole thing happen. I threw a gobbler yelp at them. They were like, whoa, not today. And they started coming in. I'm like, got them. And they just worked in, man. And he, you know, he was able to put just a devastating shot on uh, on this guy. But yeah, it was cool, man. It was just an unbelievable spring to be a part of that. So sorry, that was a long answer, man. Sorry, no, I kind of took over there.
1: I'm so jealous at this point. Like I can't even. That was I unbelievable. I,
0: I'm I'm jealous myself and I was there. Like I I may never have something like that again.
1: Yeah i I live probably thirty minutes from Mike. Right okay, now. so I'm I'm close. Um, I need to I need to get over there again and beg him to take me again. Yeah. I just to watch right, like just to watch him yeah. in action because I feel like, you know, somebody with that level of experience and to do what he does in the in the turkey woods is amazing. Not to mention the way he calls to turkeys on the limb because they're I mean, the turkey hunting world is divided, right? When it comes to yes. calling to turkeys on the limb, do you call to him on the limb? Do you? cluck three times and then you know as others say if he responds to you just take your call and throw it you know or whatever like what do you do which is which is the right course and um i think there are different ways i mean people get it done both ways but i think i think a lot of it's probably reading the turkey too but yeah you
0: know the one thing that the one thing that surprised me most about the calling on the limb is how quiet it was Really? It was, it was not loud. I mean, I'm literally like, we are like, our shoulders are touching when we're sitting in this blind and it was the softest calling that I've ever heard. And, you know, later in the day we were talking about it. I'm like, dude, I could like, I could barely hear that. And he's like, you know, Turkey's got best eyesight in the woods. Everyone knows that he's like, as hunters, we underestimate their ability to hear. Interesting. And, and, you know, he's like, you know, and and like I just said, you know, I was talking to my friend. Full volume, and this turkey obviously hurt us, but it didn't deter him because at some point he like he was so worked up, he's ready to die, you know, he's so worked up. But you know, his point was we don't need to call loud at these turkeys, and all the only loud calling that he did was when the two toms were pretty far away, and he was getting on to to kind of get them worked up. The rest of it was was it was much quieter than than my calling has ever been, and that's something that that as soon as he started doing it, I'm like. I'm stealing this. Like, this is how I'm going to call from here on out because it makes sense. I don't need to be that loud, especially with the turkey that's 35 yards, 40 yards. And he was just like, dude, these turkeys from 200 yards can hear you. Soft calling on a, on a, on a pot call. They can hear it. You don't need to hammer them. And that's where I think a lot of people, myself included go wrong. We're like, oh man, turkey 200 yards. You know, we're just, we're just hammering on something, you know, and it'll work. You for sure kill turkeys that way, you know, turkey hunters, turkey killers. Sure. You know, that's, I'm, I'm trying to get to that turkey killer stage. And that was one of those moments where I'm like, this is how you do it. This is how a killer does it
1: right here. Just want to take a quick minute to let you know that the Wisconsin Sportsman Podcast is brought to you by Tacticam. Makers of the best point of view cameras on the market for hunters and anglers. They're on the cutting edge, making user-friendly cameras to help the everyday outdoorsman share your hunt with friends and loved ones. Their new 6.0 camera has a ton of upgraded features this year, but the one I'm most excited about is the new LCD touchscreen. In my mind, that is a total game changer. And one area Tacticam really shines is with their mounts and adapters that are made with a sportsman in mind. If you've tried to film your hunting and fishing excursions, you know just how frustrating it can be to try to get an action camera aimed just right or get it attached to your weapon or in a good spot for a second angle. Well, Tacticam makes all of that a breeze with their line of mounts and adapters. This fall, I'm going to be using their stabilizer mount on my bow with the 6.0 camera and their bendy clamp paired with the 5.0 wide camera for a second angle and to make sure I don't miss any of the action. To learn more and check out their full line of products, head over to their website, Tacticam.com, and share your hunt with Tacticam. Man, I I think, man, that's huge, that difference between a turkey hunter and a turkey killer. And I think that uh, one of the things that sets those kinds of people apart, too, is that they can get it done in a multiplicity of places, right? Like Mike, yeah. you call him right in Alabama. He hops down to Florida and on off to the races as soon as he gets there, right? Yep. Like can get it done in multiple places. For me, I've I've been turkey hunting for this is my fourth season. I've had a good bit of success. Uh in the first three seasons, I've killed eight birds. So not Nice, not, yeah. not, not a bad run. But those are Wisconsin birds. I don't want to say they count for less, but there turkeys a turkey man. Turkeys a turkey, but those are Wisconsin birds. And uh, boy, these birds in Georgia giving me the runaround this past weekend. But uh, one of the things though that I wanted to talk to you about specifically was beginning to extend your season. uh, You know, as a turkey hunter, because you know, in a place like Ohio, when your season doesn't start until April twenty second, right? Like that's that's tough on your heart, man. And when, it is. when does your season end?
0: Uh so we have we have two zones. We have north zone and the south zone. So the north zone will end uh, right the, the Sunday before Memorial Day.
1: Okay. So you yeah. guys so do it's, not it's, have it's, a lot of time. You just
0: have to No, we don't have a we don't have a lot of time. So you take that, it's it's uh five weeks total. Five weeks total. Is.
1: Yeah, so not a lot of time. So what no. you did this year jumping down to Florida Obviously extended your season quite a bit. Obviously learning okay. a lot. So talk to me ab- about, you know, if a guy is sitting in Wisconsin right now, because we're talking about the Wisconsin Sportsman podcast or airing this on the Wisconsin Sportsman, um, you know, give me, give me some tips. Give me some keys. Give me some, uh, some, some I guess, encouragement maybe to begin to broaden yeah. that season out. Because I know a lot of guys, um, and I think it's just the difference between Southern Turkey culture. And northern turkey culture, you know, northern turkey culture, the guys, they get their one tag a year and they go out and they, they hunt for, the, for their week and they get their bird or they don't or whatever. And that's just kind of it for the year. It's not odd to them. Meanwhile, in Alabama yeah. a few years ago, they dropped from five turkey limit to a four turkey limit and people lost their minds yeah. <laughs> over, over lowering yeah. that limit of birds. And I know in, that's not to say in Wisconsin there aren't serious turkey hunters. There are a lot of them out there. I just mean that they're, you know, it, it, in, large, uh, in large part, a lot of folks are just, they're happy to get their one turkey for the year and, you know, yeah. not, not have a super long turkey season. <coughs> so tell me, yeah. how would you encourage somebody or, or tell somebody to get ready to begin, um, you know, extending their season?
0: Yeah. I, you know, I, just to touch on the point that you just made, and, and, I, and I hate to admit it, but I think culturally turkey hunting is is woven into the fabric of just hunting more so in those southern states than it is in Ohio, Wisconsin, you know Minnesota whatever. yes there are diehard turkey hunters but it's a different level down there and I didn't realize that until I started traveling to hunt and so I you know I'd been I'd, I'd probably turkey hunted like I don't know like five or six years before I'm like okay man I, I I'm not waiting you know I can hunt in Tennessee three weeks before my season starts. I got in Mississippi a month before the season starts, whatever, whatever it may be. And I think, I think the, the one thing is that people need to do is you, you, you can do it. Like, I know that it's, it's a financial investment, you know, yeah. and, and you can do it. Um, you know, you, you don't need to get an outfitter. You don't need to get a guide uh, one of the things that I do, well, kind of like my method when I'm traveling out of state and I don't have anywhere to go. I don't know anyone or, you know, I'll look at like the harvest totals of the counties. So I'll say, okay, well these, this area of the state is producing turkeys. So I know that there are a good population of turkeys, but there's also a good population of hunters there. And so I'll, I'll kind of look for that, like that upper level second tier, if that makes any sense of like the Turkey harvest counties. And yeah. then I started going in and looking at, okay, this is, these are the WMAs, these are national forests. And, you know, I'll make my determinations there. So I, I think that the, the biggest thing is like, it's not as scary as you think mm. to hunt out of state. If you've, if you've never done it, like you said, man, you, you can be in the middle of Wisconsin in 14 hours, you can be hunting turkeys t- tomorrow you know, if you really wanted to. Oh, yeah,
1: absolutely. And
0: like, like for me from from where I'm at, I'm right smack dab in in the center, central part of Ohio go bucks. Um, You know, it was a 19 hour drive to southern Florida. That's a ton. That's a lot of driving. But I did it in one shot, you know, so, um, you know, it's possible. To, to, to do these things and it's not it's not like it's not that it, it is intimidating but I think that you know once you start looking at like the numbers like find a place to hunt you're like okay boom this WMA this is away from a city center it doesn't doesn't seem to get a ton of people but it's still producing good numbers of birds this is where I'm going to go you know and a lot of states have have hunters camps I know like Ohio has them Wisconsin has them I bet where like you can if it's hunting season you can stay at these camps for like free or like 10 bucks a night
1: Oh, wow. So, if you're okay.
0: talking about like saving, like this, the camp that I stayed at in the Everglades was $10 a night. Wow. You know, yeah, it was great. And they had, they had bathrooms and, you know, they were just, they were nice bathrooms. They were. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think the biggest thing is um, don't be intimidated and just do, and just do your, do your research. That's the, that's the number one thing for, for me is, is find those areas, you know, that, that you can get into and, and not have. You hear all these horror stories, you know, like the guys would go out like opening day in in Mississippi and there's 50 people hunting the same turkey. Like that's not an exaggeration. 50 people. That sucks. Like I've been there. That sucks. Because only Dave Owens and Mike, Mike Pentecost are coming away with that turkey. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like (laughs) I'm not coming away with it. Yeah yeah so yeah I think I think just being being willing to get off the beaten path a little bit, I don't mean walking more, but I mean hunting an area like smaller properties or something that, that may not be as popular you know with with uh, with the the turkey hunters that do travel so
1: yeah that's a good point. I think too, you know one thing i would I would probably throw in to add on to that that I thought of just as you were talking is like making that experience and what you learn kind of like the trophy that you're pursuing from the trip and just being yeah. okay with eating tag soup. Like it's like, it's okay. <coughs> like it's all, it's all right to make the trip and make the journey yeah. and not get a bird. It, it was worth it either way. And, and maybe you say to yourself, it's not worth it. If I don't get a bird, that's fine. Um, yeah. but I think if you can think through like how heading down to South Florida or heading down to Mississippi or heading down to Alabama or Georgia, Georgia opens up this weekend, uh, going to those places is going to expand your turkey hunting skill set and knowledge. Yeah. Because of the different terrain, because of the different birds, because of the different yeah. pressure, you're going to learn so much that that you take home with you that are going to like you said, you hunted with Mike one time, now all of a sudden you're going to do things differently moving forward, right? And and you yeah. didn't kill a bird on that part of the trip, right? Same thing. If you come down, you know, maybe you don't kill a bird, but you're, you're going to learn things that are going to make you hunt different. Uh, almost certainly as you, as you go yeah. forward as a turkey hunter.
0: Yeah. Sure. And, and, and that's, that's a, that's a great point. And you know, for, for, for a turkey hunter like me, um, I like the challenge, you know, I, I don't, it's not often that I get to sit in the field and call a turkey in 40 yards off of a tree and shoot it like that's 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 not happened much in my life um you you have to just grind it out man uh and and so i like i like pushing myself like i was in i was in the big national forest down there in alabama last year and it's freaking mountains everywhere and i'm like let's go man and you know I, i so i like pushing myself physically mentally emotionally sometimes with, you know, when you're dealing with a Turkey that seems to be smarter than you or people, you know, so I like that challenge. And, and I, I did an interview with Dave Owens on the how to hunt turkeys podcast and, and, and his comment to me and it stopped me in my tracks and I wrote it down. We touched on it was success measured on effort. Um, is like his, you know, that's his, that's his debt success measured, measured on effort. Um, I thought that was really, I thought that was really neat.
1: Yeah, that's good. That's good. So, Paul, bef- you know, uh, kind of wrapping up the conversation, not ending it by any means, but but ter- yeah. taking a turn for kind of maybe what's our last topic of discussion, right? I want to hear about what you've got going on with How to Hunt Turkeys podcast. Uh, I'm interested yeah. in that because I host a, another podcast. I don't know if you've ever heard of it called How to Hunt Deer. Uh, yeah, and yeah. so we are, uh, we are either compadres or adversaries, uh, however you want to look at that. Yeah. Um, you got the two the definitely big, not adversaries, the man. No, hopefully no
0: adversaries in the war in the, in the Turkey. Dude, woods, we should right?
1: just start an all out war against deer hunters and Turkey hunters. Just like you got to yeah. pick a side. And if you don't pick a side, then like, what are you even doing with your life? Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's funny, man. I'll, I'll take cheap shots at, at deer hunters. Uh, I, I I like to deer hunt. It's not something that I do a ton. Um, I'm a Turkey hunter thrown and through. And so, you know, it's, it's funny, man. Like, you the, the woods are usually, you know, you really full, you know, with hunt of hunters. Like the first couple of days, especially on public land. Yep. And you know, my friends are like, "Oh, it sucks, is bull crap." I'm like, dude, those are just the deer hunters. Just wait, they're gonna realize that they suck at turkey hunting, and that it's hot, and they're gonna be out of here. So by like that second Wednesday of the season, they're just like, "There's nobody in the woods." Yeah. You know, and I'm yeah. out there, you know, and then no one's killed a turkey, and I'm like, "All right, boys, let's get, you know, let's get to get to work." So. Yeah, it would. Yeah, the the all-out war would be fun to, fun to start, so.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. So t- tell me – you know what? Actually, let me circle back just a little bit to a point that you just yeah. made. So I'm hunting a spot in Georgia this year. I, I ended up getting in on a lease. Got a lot of guys on this lease. Hunting clubs down here are big. We got a lot of land. I mean, we got a couple thousand acres, but there's a lot of guys on the land as well. A lot of those uh, – Deer hunters We'll be, be out in the woods chasing yeah. turkeys around at least for the first two weeks. Come May, I'm going to guess the Stylus. woods will be empty. It will be 90 <laughs> degrees too. Uh, so it'll be hot, but uh, it will be pretty, pretty, you know uh, pretty dead in the woods. How do you adjust your tactics maybe, when you know you've had this big wave of pressure that comes through? Yeah. How, how do you hunt different after that wave is gone?
0: That's a great question. And so the last like couple of turkeys that I've killed in Ohio have come in either the second half of like the third week or the fourth week. Okay. When all of those, those, the pressure has, has, has gone. A lot of the hen pressure has subsided. So you, you really, if, if you haven't killed a Turkey and you've got, you know, it's the latter half of the season, there is some really good Turkey activity going on there and so for for me like the the number one thing that I think that people don't realize like that second half of the season everything's leafed out right mm-hmm. like it's it's the the noise doesn't travel as far. so if you get a turkey goblin, they're right there yeah. I mean they are within fifty yards of you in some cases, so <clears throat> For me, if, if, I, if I haven't killed a turkey in Ohio or if I'm if I'm anywhere on kind of the back half of the season, um, I really start to, like, put more time and effort into roosting turkeys the night before.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Because the weather's good. Um, there's no one in the woods. It's quiet. It's warmer. I can hear them. So I can get into positions, listen, whatever it may be. And then I know that... You know, for the next morning, like it's it's dark, it's quiet. I can get like I will get more aggressive with with getting in on those roosted turkeys than I than I normally would because you know they're going to see you coming, they're going to hear you, whatever it may be. But you've got all that foliage, you, you can use that to your you know to your advantage um, and just be a little more aggressive. So first half of the season when they're gobbling like maniacs on the limb in the morning, I don't roost turkeys. You know, I got kids, man. I get a wife. I got to keep happy. I'm not, I'm not out until nine o'clock at night, you know, on a Tuesday listening, but that latter half, I'm for sure. That's, that's where I start. I start roosting. I put more effort into that so that I can just get closer. Like the last couple of turkeys I've killed in the end of that last half of the season, roost them night before. And I'm within like 50, 40 to 50 yards of their roost tree. The following morning, I'm right there, man. Wow, I'm you ready can to get go. In close. Yeah,
1: so yeah, oh yeah. Would you do you think that turkeys are more, at least for where you're at in in Ohio? Do you think they're more callable after that point? I mean, they're going to be gobbling less in the morning, right? Like they're just. They, I mean, one of the one of the real late season <coughs> birds that I shot in Wisconsin, uh, I was 25 yards from his roost tree and did not know he was there. He never once gobbled but he flew down, landed directly in front of me, and I shot him, and it was over. And I was like, "Yeah." he never gave me the show. He didn't gobble. He didn't strut. He didn't nothing. He I just, just saw a, a redhead and beard. I just saw a redhead and a big swinging beard. And I was like, I guess I'm going to shoot it. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, was, I was so confused yeah. when it got done because I was like, uh, that was a Tom, I, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at, at first I saw I like, all these things, yeah, right? like, like, did, I, did I get that wrong? I don't know. Yeah. But so do you do you think turkeys are more callable at that time of year?
0: I think that, I think they are because so, so, and, and I'm not, I'm not a biologist. I've just heard, you know, people talk about this, that the the breeding cycle for turkeys can go well into like June and July. Yeah. And because, because hens, they've got nests to get destroyed and they panic. And so they're still breeding. So there's breeding activity going on in a reduced capacity, but like, you know, weeks after our seasons are over. And so if, if I'm a, if I'm a Tom, and you know, people always ask me, "What are we looking for?" Well, we're looking for the turkey that's that's willing to die. That's what we're looking for. And so, if you can get, if you get in there and and they're you know, on the tail end of that bell curve, and they hear a hen that's that you know, you've got that that purring, that clucking, that soft yelping, that sexy turkey talk that Scott Ellis always talks about. You know, that's that's the stuff. I mean, they'll gobble, they'll commit quick, man. Yeah. Has been has been my you know because they're like well, this is my last chance yeah you know I mean this 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 literally be maybe the last chance that I ever get to mate
1: yeah for you sure know?
0: and they they yeah and they they come they come hard and fast man when when it has been my my experience um, with those late season hunts you know and the 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 human pressure I think a lot of that subsided at the point <clears throat> and you know in terms of like calling that's like those turkeys have been yelped at by deer hunters. You know, on a freaking box call, dude, for two weeks. So like, you you don't have to be you don't have to like climb all over him. You yeah. know, yeah. like you can be just, just real soft, real real easy, and yeah, you know, you're in their area. That's and that's I, I guess that's that's like that's my strategy. And uh, you know, the end of the year, like I'm gonna roost them, I'm gonna get as close as I can, and I'm just gonna play it cool. You know.
1: Yeah, I I like that piece, and especially about the the you know, knowing where they are, roost them, know where they are, know where they want to go, right? Like that's part of that. Yeah. Uh, but I, I kind of have viewed late season turkeys in the same way that I viewed like those, those like late morning turkeys, you know, you find that bird at like 1045. And if I, yeah. fi- if I get a bird fired up at 1045, I'm like, yeah, you're probably dying. Like it's,
0: That's a turkey that's willing to die. Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. And so you, you don't find a lot of them though. At least I don't, I don't strike a lot of, Late morning birds, but when you do, you got a pretty good shot. And I kind of view the same way with late season. Like it's not every day you find a late season bird that's fired up on the limb. But if you find one that's no. fired up on the limb in the morning, dude, you're a, you are in the game. You're in the chips because he's probably not yep. roosted with hens. He's probably no. roosted no, by that, himself. Yeah, and so you, I mean, you could be in in real good shape. So, well, Paul, before I let you go, man, I gotta I gotta hear about turkey season. So you're not just the host of the How to yeah, Turkey's podcast you also have this new project going on that like I didn't know about until it was like, Hey, it goes live in five days. I was like, uh, what, yeah. uh, how did this happen? So, yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's, it's, and thanks for letting me talk about it. It's turkeyseason.com is the website. Uh, so it's, it's, it's uh it's a collection of content, from people from all around the country. And I've got some really neat articles up. It's got some blog posts. Um, I've got uh, some videos uh, that, that people have submitted, you know, through YouTube channels. I've been, you know, creating some content that's going to go up there. Um, it's just a really neat kind of uh, content aggregation site, if you will, of like some of the best turkey content that's out there. On the backside of it, there is a store. So I've got, you know, Woodhaven, Rolling Thunder, Bone Collector, Wicked North, Newcomb. I've got just a ton of products that are coming in. They're kind of geared towards those. You're not going to find a five dollar mouth call on there. Yeah. Um, you know, these are these are definitely geared towards towards people that that that, are, that have been turkey hunting for a while or want or want to kind of step up their uh, you know their, their equipment game uh, so to speak. So. Uh, grounded vests, hunting vests, which I run. I love those things. Those are going to be up for sale in no time. So it's a really neat website. It, it's, it's been a ton of fun to, to work with, uh, and, and get that up and running and just the different content creators that, that, that are helping me out and, and sending content. And you'll see some Turkey season content coming very, very soon as well. So awesome. yeah, that's it. Turkeyseason.com. It's the Turkey season on Instagram. Uh, I don't have anything up for TikTok yet. Uh, you know, these guys, they get like, they get TikToks or Instagram Dude. and they never
1: use it. You know, it's just like, uh, <laughs> so I, I, okay, <coughs> I, yeah, full disclosure, right. You're in the, you're in the podcasting world. Yeah. Uh, you know that this is a time of year when we're talking with partners, partnerships, that kind of stuff. We're kind of kind yeah. of on the back end of some of that. At least that's how it's worked out for me. Right. You have trade show season. After trade show season, you end up with a lot of negotiations, a lot of talks going on, yada yada. Tons of people were asking this year about my TikTok and me not being on TikTok. And it's crazy. And I was, I dude, I just had to take a moral stand. It's like I'm not going to be now. Yeah, uh, I'm just not going to be on. TikTok. You know,
0: I. So I've I've had a TikTok for a couple of years now, and it's not necessarily, um, not necessarily my thing. But I've put some really neat like turkey videos on there, and they are going nuts, man. Are
1: they really? dude? That see, that's they what i going nuts, yeah. Dude, the the number of views that that stuff gets on TikTok, first of all, it just blows my mind. And then when I see yeah. on Instagram, somebody's like, "Hey, you know, I've got four thousand followers on Instagram, but I've got half a billion followers on TikTok," <laughs> you know, or whatever. They have that like in their little yeah. in their little like in their bio or whatever. It's like, yeah. here's what's important to know about me. I have 4,000 Instagram followers, but over on TikTok, I'm, I'm a big deal. Yeah. Like to,
0: I, I'm I not just, a big deal anywhere. I can, tell you, uh, I can tell you that right now. And, you know, honestly, man, like my most successful social media platform is Go Wild. Rips. That's the one that I, yeah, that's the one that I enjoy the most, man. That's the one that I have the most interaction and engagement with people. It's a, it's a tight community, man. I love, I love it over there. So dude, that's the, the one TikTok has been fun because I'm like, Holy crap. 10,000 people watch this video. Like, are you That's serious? crazy. So that is crazy. Yeah. It's cool, man.
1: I haven't, I have not done go wild yet. And I'm almost ashamed to say that I should have done. Yeah. It. I know the guys from you go should. wild. I got, I got yeah. to meet them at ATA. They're great dudes. Like great guys. Yeah. I would highly recommend people getting on go wild just to be like, enjoy no. it because it's, it's built by good dudes. Their podcast is now on the sportsman's empire podcast yeah. network, by the way, um, the the
0: info, the info that you get just from like other hunters though, is really, it's really yeah. good. There's a lot of value to that website, uh, to that app too. So, yeah. and, and, and just keep an eye out. Oh, Oh, Paul Campbell's doing some video work with those guys. We got, Uh-oh. we got a special, a special uh, cameo appearance coming up. So you will have to watch that. Yeah.
1: Nice. Very cool, man. Well, besides turkeyseason.com, where can people find you and your, your podcasts and all that good stuff?
0: Yeah. So the podcast, you got O2, the Ohio outdoors podcast, you got the how to hunt turkeys podcast. You can find both of those on all podcast listing platforms. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Paul Campbell, three, two, two, Go wild is Paul Campbell and uh TikTok. I I think it's just Turkey Season. Some schmuck had turkey season taken. So
1: oh, yep. gosh. Why would you why would you have turkey season? Come on, man. That's just <laughs> Yeah, you're not even a hunter. Let's go. Uncalled you know? for. You know what I found the other day? Somebody has somebody owns oh. the domain, howtohuntdeer.com. Because I was going to make a website for the how to hunt deer. Because to me, that tons of opportunity for, for content, yeah. right? They want five grand. For oh, how to that's too com. Uh, it's too much. So I didn't I didn't buy it, obviously.
0: Yeah, I was amazed that turkeyseason.com was available.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Man, crazy. Look, it look, is si- since you're doing how to hunt turkey podcast and turkeyseason.com, yeah. I might have to see if deer is for sale. Uh it is. It is.
0: It's six grand. Oh looked no, at it. No
1: kidding. Yeah,
0: I was going to buy it too. I'm like, oh, Whoa, not for that price. And Jeez. so like duckseason.com, I, you know, I'm like in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to do this whole brand, duck, deer, turkey, pheasant, whatever. And duck season is owned by Warner Brothers of all people no. because of Daffy Duck. <sighs> Remember how him and him and Bugs would do the duck season, rabbit season, duck season? Yeah, dude, rabbit season, duck season are owned by Warner Brothers. If what? you go to one, it goes, to, it goes right to
1: warnerbrothers.com. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. Dude suckers they what got a this, smart pr department I what guess. a weird what a weird thing well paul thanks for coming on the show today thanks for my telling pleasure, people where man. they can yeah, find thanks you. for having me and uh, man i look forward to talking with you more because my hope and plan right now i leave here on the 14th i'm gonna go to iowa i am okay hopefully gonna get a bird in iowa there's a good chance i've got permission on some good ground and if not there is some good public um Right down the road, so I'll, I'll be able to, to do that. Then jump into Wisconsin. I would love to to get one in Iowa before I head to Wisconsin, and then be able to jump to like Minnesota, and spend like a day there. Uh, then Wisconsin, then swinging your way to Ohio if I can kill a turkey early enough. So let's go, man! Make crossed. it happen, buddy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm doing. I'm going to go down to Alabama here uh, in a few days. With with the Woodhaven Boys down there, nice. I got an invite in Georgia. I don't know if I'm gonna make that happen. I don't think I. I honestly don't think I can. But I'm gonna go to Michigan, uh, Missouri, uh, and Montana. Or my nice. other but obviously Ohio, maybe West Virginia. I got some family land in West Virginia. That so my my mom my mom sent me a picture that uh, like my, my dad's cousin lives there now. And there was like 40 turkeys in this field. I'm like, you text her look <laughs> right now. and like, give me permission. To right. Out there. This moment. So, Dude, so you're, yeah. you're,
1: you're going to Montana. Yes. And you'll be hunting Miriam's. I am. Yeah. So he, and here, here's where
0: it gets interesting. Um Osceola's in the books. First base. I, I'm, I ho- hope I got a lot of Eastern opportunities. Let's just consider that done. Uh, and then, and then, Montana, if I get the third, if I get three of the four for the Grand Slam, dude, you gotta I go told my it. wife, I told my wife, I'm just going to go hunt Rios until I kill one and I'm not coming back until I do. And she's like, well, can you just do it? Yes. You know, next year. But you just don't, you don't understand. Like if I can do the slam in one year, dude, I'm going to do it. Do it. And so like
1: I, I, if you've got an Osceola, that's going to be the hardest one Yeah, in, in my opinion. Opinion, obviously. Yeah,
0: everyone says that. Yeah, that's that's done that. Yeah, they say the Osceola is the hardest one, dude. Yeah, first gonna, base, dude. You're
1: gonna have to do it. I, I've
0: I've not planned anything for the Rio because I don't want to jinx it. Yeah. So I did I did an interview with with some guys from Louisiana, uh, Team Wingbone. Great, great group of yeah, guys. Yeah, dude. they I used
1: to live ten minutes from them. Man, they are awesome, man. I yeah. love those guys. Yeah.
0: Um, and and so I told them about my plans. And they were like, "Don't get stuck on third base." So that has been like mm. echoing in my mind. So I have, I have refused. I haven't looked at a single state regulation, season for Rios, anything. I'm like, not going to look at it at the moment. If I'm fortunate enough to kill a Miriam's, I'll start pulling it up. Yeah, And I'm not. I'm not even considering looking at it right. I have. I've. I've no idea. Yeah. So yeah, I know I, 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 te- I need to check John Hudsmith to see if he's got turkeys down. You know, if he's got Rios down there in his section, of Oklahoma,
1: dude, I don't know, but I, I know, know he's got he turkeys. I know he's got he's turkeys. Got I don't turkeys. know what they, they are. are.
0: Yeah. Oh man. Don't get stuck on third.
1: Oh man. All right, buddy. That's a good place to end. Thanks for coming on.
0: Thanks man. Thanks for having me.
1: That's all for this week's episode. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. If you dig this show, be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever it is that you get your podcasts. While you're at it, if you could leave me a five star review, I would very much appreciate that. You can also follow along with my outdoor adventures on Instagram at the Wisconsin Sportsman or at how to hunt deer. That's also the best way to get a hold of me. Suggest topics, guests, or questions that you'd like me to explore on the show. Big thanks to our partners, Tacticam, Huntworth, and Onyx. Please go support the brands that support this show. And if you're looking for more great outdoor content, check out thesportsmansempire.com where you'll find my other podcast, the How to Hunt Deer podcast, as well as a ton of other awesome outdoor podcasts. And until next time, make sure you make the time to get outside and enjoy the incredible natural resources that are ours as Wisconsin sportsmen.